Today on our episode, I interview Jenny Randall. Now, if you don't know who Jenny is, she is an author and a speaker, a podcast host, a mom, just an all-around amazing person. I first met her on Instagram and really became just truly moved by the things that she shared and just the purpose and vision that she has for her life. In our episode today, you will hear us laugh like little girls at a slumber party. You will hear some really deep conversation about uh, listening to God's voice and having, you know, God lead you where you want, where he wants you to go. You'll also hear me be pretty vulnerable um, with my story. So we kind of dive into some of, of my history and kind of growing up and, and what life looked like and some of the struggles that I've had in terms of community. So get ready, um, sit back, and we we kind of go from point A to point Z today on the podcast. We go a lot of different directions, but it's a really good conversation, and I hope that you enjoy the laughter and that you learn from the amazing things that Jenny shared with us. So here we go, episode number 17, my interview with Jenny Randall. You're listening to the Connect the Dots podcast with me, Heather Balseric. This show is designed to help you navigate your career, understand your customer's experience, and bring us together as we learn more about our communities. So tune in, turn it up, and get ready to connect the dots. Hi, Jenny. Hey, girl. How are you? <laughs> I'm good. I am so excited we get some time together. Uh, me too. So, Jenny, I, I don't know. Uh, maybe you remember when you first met me. It was at Blistem. Yep. And you were the very first person I ever asked to be on my podcast. And it was before I even had a website. Before I even, like, all I had was a podcast trailer that accidentally went up on Anchor legit it was just like I downloaded the app and it was like record a trailer and I was like blah 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 and it was like and it's posted I was like and it's what you did not tell me that and that is amazing (laughs) um, after that it was like okay I guess I kind of got to do the thing so you were you were the first person I asked to be on the podcast officially and you were so gracious especially because I don't know how I found you on Instagram. I wish like Instagram could tell you, like you could go back and be like, how did I find this person? And I was like following your stories and, and just like, like learning so much from you and just really connecting. And I remember I sent you this really awkward message, like really like super like (sighs) word vomit um, about all of these things that were going on in my life. And then I was like, as soon as I sent it, I was like, oh crap, that came off as super weird. (laughs) Oh my gosh. I almost spit out my coffee. Wait, did I respond? (laughs) So you did. So I, I like, I, like I waited a little bit and then I, as I processed what I had just done, I sent you a message. I was like, I am so sorry for that super weird, awkward message. And you were like, no, 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 no. I was waiting till I had time to properly respond to you. Uh, and I was okay, like, yep. of course you were, because you're the most gracious person ever. <laughs> and 
you know, so from, from there, I can't remember if that was before or after I knew you were coming to Blistem and you're the reason I went to Blistem. Um, no. Yes. Yes, you are. Yay. Um, I was supposed to go to another conference with some friends. I'd saved up some money, was going to go to this other conference. And that conference put their tickets on sale 15 minutes before they were supposed to. And so by the time I was like ready, they were sold out. And so I had this money saved up and you had posted like, Hey, I'm going to be at this conference. And so I looked into it and I was like, okay, comfort zone. Let's step out of it. Let's go. And so I bought the ticket and I went by myself and I met like, that is hard to do. (laughs) Yes. Let's just pause on that thought. That is hard to walk into a business conference of all these like women, powerful women and men, like some men were there and you went by yourself. I love that so much. Yeah, it it was definitely way outside my normal comfort zone. I mean, I, I can speak in front of big audiences. I've done like hosted award banquets and stuff for companies and been a trainer and all that, but like being in that type of setting especially when like I had nothing, I didn't have a website and it was just like, oh my gosh, it was overwhelming, but everybody there was so amazing. And so I I credit you with, with like the fact that I even went to Blistem, heard of Blistem, had never heard of it before. It was their first year back after that hiatus or whatever. And just, just thank you, Jenny, for, for that. Oh, you're going to make me cry. You're welcome. And it is a great conference. If I don't know if they're doing it again, but if they are, it's a great conference to look into and helps people get out of their comfort zones for sure. Yes. Yeah. It wasn't too big. And, yep, it wasn't too big. and so it's not overwhelmingly big. Cause the one I was supposed to go to is like overwhelmingly big. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> so I was very thankful for the size of Blistem, but, um, yeah. So let's kind of get into the meat of things and I'll stop talking uh, so much, (laughs) but so Jenny, I gave um, before I gave a little bit of bio about who you are and whatnot, but I always like for my guests to kind of give us the rundown, like, you know, who are you and where you're from and what you do. And this is kind of free reign. You go as deep as you want, or you, (laughs) or you go as light as you want. You'd be like, my name is Jenny. Thank you. That's cool. So it'll be a short podcast today, but, um, (laughs) you're fun. One thing I love about you, Heather, is that you're always on brand. I think when we first met you had polka dots on and I, and then every time I saw you after polka dots and I'm like, she is amazing. So I just want to get that in there. Um, okay. So about me, my name is Jenny and that's all I got. No, I can't. Okay. We, my family, we actually just relocated to Florida. Um, we're in Northern Florida. We lived in New York for a while, upstate New York. Um, that's where I grew up. And in between that, I lived in California. And I always, I became a Christian at 18. And I felt as if the calling, quote unquote, it's such a, such a word, right? The calling on your life. I felt like the calling on my life was to um, impact all forms of media. And which I love because I love video editing. And so I was on a journey of what does that look like for me and how do I do that? And so I moved out into the entertainment industry in Hollywood. And um, even at a young age in third grade, I knew I wanted to do something with media. So it was, it was fun. I tried DJing in college, which that was a mess. (laughs) I got, I got in trouble. (laughs) 
We got in trouble on the airways. So that was awkward. Um, so, you know, just trying to find your fit and where you fit in and, you know, you move out with these dreams, um, especially in the entertainment industry, you know, I want to make an impact. I want to make an impact. And you have to like work to get to that. Like, of course you're making an impact, but it starts, I started as a receptionist at a post-production company and I'm doing spreadsheets and answering the phone and getting people coffee. Like you have to serve and sacrifice. And, and that, um, the owners of that post-production facility were so great. They were like, you can use our editing software at any point and just teach yourself like industry standard, um, technique and all of that. And I was involved in my local church as well at the time. And I mean, it's a church in Hollywood, so they were high production. So I got to get my hand in that and I kind of learned my way into what it actually looks like to be an editor. And then, um, I ended up being a video editor for about seven years working on, um, like behind the scenes for like Madagascar and Shrek and like all these really large studio films is super fun. Um, and then I felt the Lord was like, okay, go help your friends start a church. And I was like, but God, I'm busy doing all this stuff. <laughs> so that was a whole, you know, a whole process of kind of following God's voice and like figuring out how I fit into the equation. And like, but over the years I've seen all that to say over the years, I've seen, um, he has been using me in all forms of media and now it's really shifted to the point of where like I'm no longer behind the scenes as much. I'm more like in, in front of the camera, quote unquote, if you will, like teaching and leading um, from that standpoint. So it's been an interesting journey because I think it's going one way and the Lord's like, uh-uh. <laughs> so that's it. Well, um, I'm glad you stopped because I was about to cry. Um, why? Be, so people's stories are something that I, I connect with. Yeah. And like, I just get super, just, I don't know. I just get like passionate about like, like, I just love what's going on and like where God led you and hear like hearing it in your voice. See, like, I see, see people can't see this, but like tear, like a tear Aww. just ran down my eye and it's not a sad tear, <laughs> right? It's like, right. God gives me so many tears, uh, <laughs> and not in a bad way, right? Like it's, it's like tears of compassion and love yeah. for people. And so many times in my, in my career, um, I, I kind of had to hide that part. And that's mm -hmm. one of the things I love about the podcast is like, I can just kind of let it out Yeah, and it is what it is. I'm an emotional person. I get passionate about stuff. When I get passionate, I get, I cry. I love that so much. Yeah. <laughs> cool. All right. Let's see how many times we should have a counter. See how many times we, we can cry this episode. We should. The first thing I want to kind of dig into. So I know you did the editing thing. You said you started a church with someone and then, so from kind of there, you wrote a book courageous, yeah. creative. I always had to pause before I say it because I'll say it backwards <laughs> or say it wrong. I know. I know. <laughs> it's a tongue twister. Yes. I've definitely learned how to spell courageous after that title came out. I'm like, oh, I better work on my spelling of it. Yeah. So kind of what, what's the fast track from, from there to the book? Like what kind of happened? Like what led yeah. to, to the book coming out? Yeah. So I, um, so I helped my pastor friends start a church. I did the media and like all the tech stuff and um, helped with that side of things. And then that's where I met my husband. 
And um, during that time period, I, I felt as if God was like, okay, I want you to be a speaker. And I'm like, uh. I told one person and that person said, why would you do that? Just like that. Well, why, why do you think you do that? And of course, human Jenny twisted those words to you're insignificant. You don't have any value. Nobody cares what you have to say. You know, for 10 years, Heather, 10 years I did that. And, you know, it, that, that desire that God placed in my heart, it didn't go away. I would see other people lead in that capacity of, of teaching or speaking or even preaching. And I would think, I feel like I could do that. But, but why? Like, why would God call me to do that? Like, I had so many question marks. And I remember one day in my prayer time, um, I just was wrestling with it. Like, just why, why would I do this? I don't know. And, and I felt like God said, Jenny, do you know who I am? And I was like, Ugh. and, and the, well, the problem was, is I was making it about me. Like, why God, why I'm so insignificant. I don't have the answers. I don't know. And he's like, don't, don't you think, and I just had this deep conviction, like, don't you know who I am? Don't you believe that I, like, I'm calling you to do this for a purpose? Don't you think that I can fill the resources? Like, don't you think I know what I'm doing and why I'm positioning you here? And like, I just sobbed my face off like a baby. And then I said, okay, fine, I'll do it. And then I told a friend and she was like, she believed in it so much. She's like, okay, we want to send you to a conference. And um, it was a speaker writer conference. And I went and that just radically changed everything for me. I had this moment um, there during worship where I was just sobbing my face off. And I felt like God was like, you're not trusting me. You're still not trusting me with this. And um, I just had this moment of like, okay, God, it's like whatever you want. And during that time, um, it was cool because I was trying to be like, well, how do I fit into this? What does that look like? I still didn't have the answers. And my passion is creativity. And I remember there was a coach there. Um, they would set you up with like coaches. And she was looking through my stuff. And I was like, I just want to preach and teach people about Jesus. And she said, the thing that makes you different is your creativity. And I was like, oh, really? Like, you know, it was just that one person to speak life into you in that moment when you were just like, I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> and God used her in such a way. And um, so then I was like, okay, I can definitely teach on biblical creativity. Like I, I haven't seen that. Um, and so I leaned into that. And months later, I woke up and my kids were in preschool. They were playing outside. Uh, it was a summer day. And I felt like God was like, <laughs> like Google creativity conference, New Jersey. And I'm like, oh, this is getting awkward. Okay. I'm like, what are we doing here? So I, I Googled it and there was a conference in New Jersey for leaders and pastors and creatives. And I figured out who the event coordinator, I mean, power of social media, right? I figured out who the event coordinator was. And I sent an email like, Hey, I want to teach on creativity. Uh, it was way better than what I'm saying, but it was a nice email just introducing myself. And he emailed me back right away. And he said, literally the person that was supposed to teach on that topic, um, he invented the Bible app. His name is, I should know his name, Bobby. He's like really, he's great. He's fantastic. He legit invented. Anyways, he couldn't end up coming because of a um, situation that was happening, I think with his family or something. And Sorry, Bobby, if you're listening. And I just butchered that part of the story. But <laughs> anyways. All that to say, the event coordinator was like, you just 
submitted the same exact topic and ideas he was going to teach on. So I'm believing that this is totally a God thing and I want you here. And I spoke on creativity and then I turned that into a book and that's how Courageous Creative happened. So (laughs) all that to say, that was the journey. Well, bullet pointed. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. I love that. I love the, that you kind of, you took that leap you know, you heard the call and you heard the call and then you were like, okay, let me just go and let me research and let me, you know, dig in. And I think that, you know, part of this part of the podcast is I talk about career and how you get from point A to point B and it's never a straight line ever. I don't, I've never met somebody that's in a straight line. And I think that that's something that people need to remember, regardless of how old you are, if you are 18, you know, 19, 20, if you're 45, 50, it's never a straight line to get to where you're ultimately going to go. Um, and I said it in a podcast, um, I I forget which one, but cause I have so many, um, you know, (laughs) um, no, there's like 10 anyways. So that's a lot. I said Memorize it. all the episode titles. I'm going to have, I'm going to have to keep a running list over here. Uh, <laughs> but it was one about career, but um, it was career college, but it talked about how it doesn't have to be one and done. You can, you yeah. can change your career. You can make that decision over and over again until you get to where you, you want to be or where God's called you to be or, and where he's placed you to be. And even then it may change. God may be, Hey, that- I've, I've finished you here. I'm going to now put you here. And that is one of those things that, I think it's so important to remind people of every yeah. time that it's not the same. Like you, you may stay at, stay somewhere for 20 years, but what happens outside of that job? Like what happens outside the career part that keeps you moving forward in your community? Like those yeah. things are, you're never gonna be stagnant in all areas at the same time, or you shouldn't be. If you are right okay, now, then that means we got to move something. Something's got to move. So actually, I love, um, I, I love that you said that. I love that you said that because if I can trace like the different careers I've had up until this point, I mean, I was a graphic designer. I was an art director and I went in, I want to be an editor. You know, um, I was in ministry, like serving the local church and like all these different areas. I can look back and be like, oh, I can see why God put me there. It was either for a person or it was to learn a skill set. Or it was, I don't know, it's amazing. So I'm glad, I'm glad you really draw that point out because I think that's something really important to think about because nothing, God doesn't waste anything. He doesn't waste anything. So he doesn't, he absolutely does not. So I went through Courageous Creative in January. I did. Uh, I think I did all of the things, but like one or two. And it was like the photo ones where it was like, go outside. And I looked outside, I was like, and it's raining really hard. Um, so <laughs> you're like, ah, picture from my window. Looks right. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but I think it's so funny because they're like, my drawing skills are like totally, totally terrible, but it kept me going. Right. Like, and I know nobody else can see this and maybe I'll be brave enough to put this out on social media, but you oh have this gosh, one on day 20, um, where you're, you say, bring an everyday item to life. Um, by blending it into a simple sketch. And so I have a spatula in a pan trying out his new boat. (laughs) (laughs) 
that's really good. I love that. That's so cute. Stuff like that just made me, it would make me laugh and just go, really? Am I doing? Okay. Yeah. Just draw the picture, Heather. Just draw the picture, do the thing. Um, I, and then I'll show you this one too. Like I was really proud of my tree. I watched a video on YouTube on how to draw a tree. Yeah. That's beautiful. Prettiest tree I've ever drawn. And it looks like a kindergartner, but that's cool. Stop. Don't diminish. That's the thing. (laughs) Like when you, I've found when you focus in other creative areas that you might not excel in, like I can't draw either. Um, but even just taking time to foster that side of your creativity, it impacts the other areas of your creativity as well. And I find it amazing it, and it's fun and it's silly and yeah, it's good to get out of our little boxes that we put ourselves in a lot. Yeah. My husband walked in while I was drawing my tree. I was watching the video on YouTube and he was like, what are you doing? I'm like, don't worry about it. I'm just drawing a tree. No worries. Just drawing a tree. Just, just go over there. <laughs> like, cause I think we were about to work on something for our, we have a food and travel blog and I think we were about to work on something for that. And, yeah. you know, and so he had come in and like caught me in the middle of drawing this tree. <laughs> and I was like, just go away. Let me draw my tree by myself. Listen, he could have caught you doing a lot worse things. I'm true. You're like riddled in shame and it's like, right, riddled in shame about drawing a tree when I'm like, you know, could have, I guess I could have been doing something way worse. I don't know. Like, what do I do? I look up recipes and I uh, edit video. Uh, <laughs> but, all right. So you, so we, we have the first book and you have a new book coming out. Can I say that? Yes, Is that allowed? I do. Okay. I think it's allowed. I I'm like, know. I pre-ordered it. So it's on the Amazon. You did? I did. Of course I did. Oh, I think you're the first person to tell me that. I'm so excited. (laughs) Thank you. Wow. I'm really excited. (laughs) Because it's like, I think it's like eight months away or so, seven months away, maybe. It It comes out in October. Yeah. Yeah. So, what is the new book kind of? Because I've seen you kind of go through this writing process on Instagram where you're like super secretive, like, I'm writing a thing, but I can't tell you. (laughs) I'm researching some stuff. Good. (laughs) so what is what can you tell us about the book okay it is called getting to know god's voice and it's um a 31 day interactive devotional similar to courageous creative which we were talking about before um with that book it has so courageous creative has creative challenges every day to help people strengthen their creativity so i love it's one thing for me to teach people something and then it's another people it's another thing for people to actually do what I'm teaching, you know, like I always mm-hmm. think we need to take stuff a step further and actually apply it to our lives. So this book is really helping people discover the Holy Spirit and what that looks like um, in their everyday lives. So it's 31 days and it takes people through the foundation of what it actually looks like to hear God's voice, how we hear his voice. And then it talks about the things that actually can stifle that. Um, and that's in the middle of the book. And then the last part of the book talks about how hearing God's voice impacts us and can also uh, impact the community around us and those people that we interact with every day. And the challenges um, range from like, read your Bible and like analyze what God's saying in this passage and, and what you're learning about God and how that applies to your life and to um, like write a friend a note and just like speak encouragement to them. So my, my prayer with this book is that 
it really helps and empowers people to slow down and to notice how God is moving because he's always moving. God is mm -hmm. always working. He's always orchestrating stuff. And oftentimes we can even be busy serving God, but we can be distracted from how he's orchestrating or what he's inviting us to participate in. So my hope is that this book will help facilitate that and really help people see what he's doing and be a part of it as well. Yeah. So many questions just came up in my head. <laughs> I'm sure. And that was the first time I like publicly <laughs> shared about that. I'm excited. Ooh, girl. <laughs> Sorry, publishers, if I wasn't supposed to. I felt right. It felt it's, right. It's okay. Uh, I don't have a date for this podcast. So if for some reason you're like, hey, don't, can't talk about that until like this date, <laughs> you just let me know. Oh, thank um, you. I'm sure it's fine. Yeah. <laughs> it's true. I message you. I got fired. No <laughs> kidding. <laughs> they said they're not going to print my book. <laughs> <laughs> this is awkward. No. Okay. What questions do you have? Um, <laughs> so, so hearing God's voice, right? So this is so, I, I'll be, I'll be very honest and I'm, I'm a pretty much open book. If anybody asked me a question, I would pretty much tell you everything. So like right now in my life, you know, I have, I have the podcast. And I have, I mean, I have a very mediocre website that I post the show notes on. Stop. Stop diminishing uh, your I know. Brain. I do this. Stop. This is bad. Stop this it. is very bad. Okay. I have a website that I built myself. Thank you. Thank and you You're like, I do that. This is so bad. I'm bored. <laughs> Come on. Like this epic spiral. Oh my gosh. All right. Let me look at the worst I need a mirror. I am loved. I am worthy. <laughs> I can do all things, but Christ is me. Okay. So, Amen. <laughs> but so, so for me, like right now, kind of where I am in life, like I, um, I don't talk about my job much on the podcast, but like I, I'm a manager. Um, I, I do interviews. I, you know, manage people. I, I do trainings. I speak like in things at work, but then outside of work is kind of where it's like, I don't know where to go. Like I have so many things going on. So I've got this that I've started for me um, and, and to kind of get the things that have been on my chest for so long and, and on my heart um, that God placed, I mean, God placed some of the stuff I talk about on my heart, like way back, Wow. Yeah. way, way back. <laughs> I mean, I even had a, I had a website at one time called college and career. It was college and career guru. Um, and it was going to be a blog all about college and career. And that was, wow. Ooh, that was way, that was like over like 10 years, over 10 years ago when, when I wow. had that and it never got anywhere. Like I had the domain, but, and I had business cards cause I wanted to be cute and, <laughs> but it never put anything up. So it didn't go anywhere. Um, but yeah. now, you know, circling back, like kind of like, I felt that calling now. Right. And but then like other things that I have outside of work, like I have a food and travel blog with my husband and I love it. Like I love to do that because we travel a lot and we get asked questions all the time. I'm like, well, what do I do when I go here? What's it like to cruise? And what do you want to, you know, what do you do? And so we put up a lot of stuff about food and travel and, um, you know, but it's, it's a lot because I do all of the editing. Yeah. I, you know, we just got back from vacation on Sunday and 
Like we have so much footage, like it's overwhelming how much footage we have between our, my phone, his phone and our GoPro. Wow. And it's like, okay, now I got to put all this together and now I got to <laughs> segment it out. Cause we went to, we went to long beach, we went to Disneyland, we went on a seven day cruise and then we went to Hollywood and sunset Boulevard and Santa Monica. Ooh. Like, so there's a lot. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, and you probably went in a lot of adventures in all those areas. Yeah. Yes. That seems like a lot. Uh, we work hard, play harder. That's, <laughs> that's our motto. Um, and so it's, for me, it's like, I get this, I get this pull between like, what do I focus on and, and, and where, where does God really want me to put my focus, you know, in these projects because and it almost paralyzes me sometimes. Like last night, I, you know, obviously getting back from vacation, it's always just super tiring, but I get in these spots where like I sat on the couch last night. I was like, okay, I'm going to watch a show that's on my DVR. And then I was up till two 30 this morning, mindlessly mm. watching TV because I can't shut my brain off. Like I can't yeah. even. And so it's, it's almost like avoidance of, of yeah. hearing where like trying to really figure out what God wants me to do. That was a yeah. really long, I don't even know if there was a question in there or if it was just like commentary to like what you're speaking into me <laughs> is like perfect for like where I am right now. <laughs> yeah, no. Well, I think there's a lot I want to dive in. I mean, I love, I love overanalyzing people's creative process and like why they're feeling stuck or whatever the case may be. And you mentioned feeling paralyzed. So um, encourage is creative, you know, well, you read it. I talk about like the things that can paralyze our creativity and, and why we don't step into areas God has for us or like, don't even get started. I mean, I, I would think it's just the overwhelming feeling of there's so much content. I don't even know how to start. Like, where do I even begin? Um, do you, do you feel like it has to be perfect? So you feel paralyzed or is it literally just like, I just need to rest? Or do you feel like you have to perform? Like performance mentality is something I, that paralyzes me from showing up. Um, do you know what I mean by that? I have my, I, I have what I think it means. So what do Tell you me. mean by it? <laughs> oh, performance. Um, so like for performance mentality, it's like you, so I'm an Enneagram three. So I love to get stuff done. I lo- are you also? I am a three as well. I can tell a lot of podcast hosts are threes <laughs> I've been finding. In my journey of life, I've been finding that to be true. Um, So we like to get stuff done. We like to show up and do all the things, but we can fall into performance mode where um, we are doing something to try to prove our worth or to uh, serve another person's vision and and prove and perform for them. Whereas obviously God we're as a Christian, I mean, I think we have these loft, we can have these goals and dreams and quote unquote callings. But at the end of the day, I think the bigger question is our purpose should, is our purpose glorifying and enjoying God in those things. And I found in my personality, when that was the thing that was like my meter of quote unquote success, it freed me up to be able to show up in the areas God's positioned me for like a podcast or writing a book and like my family. And that took that pressure off of, I have to do all these things and achieve all these things because uh, I'm going to perform. I'm going to quote unquote perform for people because this is what God's called me to do. He might, he might have totally done that, but I think he'll also show us boundaries and how to do that in a healthy way. And sometimes 
in doing that, there's a no that has to happen. And that frees you up to be able to walk in the other things he's called you to do. So I could, I love talking about this kind of stuff, but for you, I think it's okay that you've been watching Netflix until two in the morning last night. You like take some slack off. I mean, you just got back from a really whirlwind of a vacation. It sounds like you were busy and you were actually like working probably because you're videotaping stuff and like, you know, you have to look good on camera. So you have to pick out a cute outfit. Like that's, that's, that's <laughs> yeah. stressful. My, my hair is on vacation is not... <laughs> I forgot conditioner. This is very random. I forgot to bring conditioner on the trip. And my husband was like, why did you not bring conditioner? I'm like, I don't know. I regret this decision. (laughs) When we got to the hotel in LA Saturday night and they had conditioner in the hotel and we took showers, it was like, oh, this is amazing. But like it, you could just tell like in the progression of videos, my hair just gets worse and worse. <laughs> so it's just a thing. Uh, it goes everywhere and it doesn't do what it wants. Yeah. It doesn't listen to me. I um, mean, I barely brush my hair at times. And my dad used to be like, can you brush your hair? Like the first time I went on a date with Matt, he was like, don't forget to brush your hair. I'm like, thanks dad. I was like out of the house on my own, like a grown woman. And we're just casually talking on the phone. And he was like, brush your hair before the date. I'm like, this is good life advice. Thank you. <laughs> That's amazing. Um, but what you said really, that really hits home that performance, men- performance mentality, because I, I think that is what it is sometimes. Like I want to, I want to show up for everybody in my life and I want to do all the things that they expect for me to do and I want to do them well and I want to do them without having to go back and redo them and without problems. And I think that that's some of it is I I do get stuck in wanting to make sure that it's, it's looks good, you know, that it, that it is the the right thing. And yeah. So that that too could be people pleasing as well. And then also perfectionism. I mean, I Mm -hmm. think they all go hand in hand. They do. They so do. (laughs) But it's things we all struggle with. That's Mm -hmm. why I think like when you do, when you learn to hear God's voice and understand like your identity in him, it makes it easier to be like, oh, to feel that like, oh, I'm falling into performance. I don't need to post that post, like to say, everybody look at me. And then, you know what I mean? Like it helps Mm -hmm. guide those little minute tasks day to day into even conviction, like, ugh, it's good, but it's hard, you know, yeah. when you find yourself, um, people pleasing, sometimes the best thing you can do is be like, sorry, I can't do that. It's hard when it's your spouse. Ooh, I work with Matt, so I understand. <laughs> <laughs> Just being dramatic by saying, Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, I, I want to do everything I can for, for what we are building together with, with the, with the blog and stuff. But then, you know, I also have this love, um, you know, and, and I want to be like, my ultimate goal is I want to be a speaker. Like Mm -hmm. I want that to be my job, uh, is to, is to go and to be able to speak into people's lives in many different, kind of different ways. Um, I love, I don't know, like people are like, Oh, millennials or whatever. What's the new one called it? Gen Zers. Gen Z. Is that what the new, new, I'm technically a millennial. Like I'm of the older, 
older millennial generation. I read that borderline. Like, yeah, yeah, me too. And, um, and so I don't consider myself a millennial. Uh, I think there's another word for us too. And I can't remember what it is, but, um, you know, for me, I'm, I'm really passionate about like helping them set their lives up for success because there are so many things like all my siblings are younger than me, like by a significant amount. Um, my one brother's 12 years younger than me. My other brother is 14 years younger than me. My sister's 17 years younger than me. Wow. And so I see what they go through today and I'm like, man, what can I do like to help you kind of work through the things you're going through and, and, and to push yourself forward and to, and to understand like kind of what plans there are for you in the future. And my brother that's 12 years younger than me is finally kind of getting into that groove, like of where, like where he's kind of happy with what he's doing. You know, he, he doesn't always go to church because he works a lot. He's a welder. And so they're incredibly busy, Yeah, but he does, you know, with my grandmother, Bill, my brother is still close with them and we'll go over there and the preacher comes, has come to meet with him and they, they have Bible study and they talk. And I'm really happy that my brother has kind of found that part um, of, of life because growing up, we didn't the household I grew up in with my stepfather and the household he grew up in, which was his father, completely different. Wow. Yeah. And just in where my, in where my family was, you know, I grew up like we were at church. My grandfather was a preacher. We were at church every Sunday morning, every Sunday night, every Wednesday night, you were there every time. And then we got to a point where we didn't go at all. And then I would go with my granddad and my granddad would come pick me up from one side of the county to the other and then take us to church and bring me back. I love that. And, you know, and so, and then when I got old enough to drive, I started going to a different church with one of my friends and then, um, a lot of crazy stuff happened. And then I, um, I was married and then I got a divorce and I didn't go to church for 10 years. Hmm. Yeah. This podcast just took a really random turn. Worry, can I ask you questions? You can. Yes. I'll tread lightly. You can declare to lead. Um, were you choosing not to go to church because you were isolating from God or was it too hard to be in community with because of the divorce or neither? It's more the community of the church. I was really, yeah. really hurt by, some, by, by people. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Divorce is something I never wanted. Uh, that's not when, you know, I mean, I got married at 19, um, Uh, and and he and I had both come from divorced families Mm -hmm. and we had both said like, Hey, we, that's not what we want for our future. Yeah, of course. And just as, as our relationship progressed and as I finished college and, and just, you know, I started like, I wanted bigger things and like, and we wanted, well, I thought we wanted children and we had built a house there was yeah. lots of other things going on too, but like the final straw was we had just built this brand new house and we had a room we called the nursery. And I, I came back from, I just started a new job and I came back from training and I was like, I said, okay, like here's when I can get like short-term disability and like being off for, you know, having a baby. And I said, I want to try to start having a baby, you know, in, at this point. And he was like, you know, I'm just too selfish for kids. <sighs> and I, it broke me. 
Yeah. Like I, I remember we were in sitting in his truck in the Walgreens parking lot when he mm. said this to me yeah. and I immediately like tears. Yeah. I just got, and we were going to Walgreens to get me some makeup because I had to go back out to training that, that evening I had to go back to Atlanta and I remember just getting out of the truck and walking into Walgreens, just numb. Wow. And it just, and from there, I mean, there was a lot of other things. We just, we were not, unfortunately we were not as good for each other as we thought we were. Yeah. Um, and I wanted to get good counseling and he was like, no. And so, you know, I, I felt like I tried and finally I was just like, I can't, I can't do this anymore. I can't live. I can't live like this. I don't feel like God wants me to live like this hmm. and just, you know, hurt and scared. Like just, I don't know. Like it was, just, it was such a hard time in my life. Um, and then outside of that, like friends that I had been friends with since high school, like they just stopped talking to me. Oh man. That's the yeah. last thing you need. You're like, I need people to sit yeah. with me in this. Like yeah. I need, yeah, I'm so and sorry. So many, and that, and it just, and so it just hurt. It hurt yeah. a lot because I knew it was because of the, the beliefs of the church Yeah, was, was why. And I mean, I had some people send some really hateful things over Facebook messenger, wow. like, things I never thought that they would say to me. I'm like, I've known you since kindergarten. Wow. Yeah. Like, and you, I, I mean, do you think I didn't try? Do you think I just was like, okay, peace out. Like, no, like I tried, like, I, I feel like I tried as hard as I, as I possibly could until I was just, I was just like, I can't anymore. Right. I can't. Um, and then I met my, my now husband did not plan on meeting him super like as fast as I did. Like I was not looking for a relationship. I was like, my plan yeah. was like, I'm moving, moving out of this town. I'm getting out of here. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I, I met, uh, I met my husband then, um, we've been together. It'll be 12 years in June. Wow. Um, and we've been married. It'll be eight years at the end of this month. And it really, you know, like I said, so there was like a 10 year gap where I didn't, like I went to church a couple of times. And when I finally, like, I just, like, I knew something was missing because church was always something for me that the community, like for me, music is something that just, that's where I feel God the most. That's where I feel him move. Yeah. That's, I was like, I, I want to get back in. I need to get back in. And our, um, um, AC unit went out and it was like this weird cold snap, um, at the end of March, beginning of April. Mm -hmm. And my husband happened to not be in town. And so I was like, okay, I need to look for a church. It was me and the cat here freezing cold. Mm -hmm. Um, and so I was just looking online, listening to sermons and all of a sudden, like, I just found myself listening to the sermon and 45 minutes later it was over. And I was like, well, dang, if he can keep my attention in this freezing cold house for 45 minutes, I'm like, I should go to this church. <laughs> it wasn't, it's not far from my house. So I started going and amazing. I'm still at this point. I've been going now for almost two years mm-hmm. and I'm active in church. Like I, I serve on our greeter team. I serve on our photography team, but I still know that like I have a wall up Yeah. in, in letting that, that community in. Yeah. And I just told you my entire life story, Jenny. 
I, I, I do this to people. No, um, I, there's so many places I want to go right now. Um, I love the local church. Um, and my job is for the global church. So what that means is I'm writing for, um, Baptist charismatics, like, um, press Presbyterian, that's the same, but you know, all different denominations. Right. Um, and I love, so I get to be a part of that, but I'm not in the day-to-day local church, right? Um, I have, part of my testimony is church wounds. I was so wounded by the church. Um, they were, uh, yeah. I think I want to say that I'm sorry that you went to your church in the middle of a crisis and they didn't respond the way you wanted I'm, I'm like, I'm going to cry. I'm really sorry that happened for you. And church shouldn't be that way. Um, my prayer for the church is that there are leaders and small group leaders and uh, ministers in place that know how to, to lead people through crisis well and on, in an honoring way. And I'm sorry you didn't get that. And anybody listening, I'm sorry if that is a similar experience you've walked through. You know, I, I didn't, I, I was really hurt, you know, and, and I've forgiven the people. Like, I mean, yeah. I understand, I understand where it, where it came from. I understand the beliefs because I grew up in that, in that church or in that denomination. And so I understand why they feel that way. And, and I forgive them for that. And, and I'm here if, you know, if they ever did want to reach back out and, and say, Hey, like I'm here, I'm going to love them regardless. Yeah. Um, so, all right. Um, I think I've successfully cried like four or five times. I was going to say, are we at four or five? I think we're at four. <laughs> um, and I, and I, I oh, I was going to just say another thing with the local church. I'm, I'm, I'm excited that you're diving in again. I'm excited that you've let God speak to your heart about that. And you felt that nudge from the Holy spirit of, oh, maybe I should show up here and see what happens. And, um, it does make sense why you would tread lightly. Like, I think it's amazing. You're already at the point of serving and being all in and like, and you acknowledge that there's a wall there. And I just believe that God will, will keep leading you through that, you know? And one day you'll look back and you'll be like, Oh, there's no longer a wall there. And I've fully let my guard down. And this is what a healthy church looks like. And actually in, um, getting to know God's voice, the book that's coming out in 700 months, October, um, I wrote about that isolating from the local church can hinder us from hearing God's voice, but there are tons of reasons people isolate. Um, I, I isolated for, from the church for a season and God took me through that process as well. And I actually had one of my pastors write a note. Oh, now I'm going to cry. I think about two. I actually had my pastor write a note um, to anyone that struggled with the local church or have has wounds from it. And, um, the gist of the note was, it's beautiful, and I'm so thankful he took time to write it, but the gist of it was saying, like, um, I'm sorry that leaders have wounded you, and he was like, we're, leaders are people too, and um, obviously, like, you don't brush stuff under the rug, and, like, you don't chase bad leaders, but just the gist of, like, a healthy church with, that, with like, systems and people in place that can hold people accountable it really should feel like family. And um, I was talking to my husband the other day and we were just talking about church and what it's like. And it's really, a healthy church should really be like, it's like marriage. You know, you go through growing pains, you 
go through hard conversations, but you show up for one another. And now I'm talking people in the church, mm-hmm. right? You show up for one another and you really walk people through. And sometimes they're walking you through stuff and sometimes you get to be the, the person that's walking others through stuff. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm excited for you f- to keep showing up and fighting for the local church. It's important. And I know it's hard. So, Thank you, Jenny. All right. So I know we're almost at time and I didn't ask half the questions I wanted to ask. So um, hopefully you'll indulge me and, uh, and let, and and schedule another interview with me. And so I can do a part two. I would love that. Cause, because I do, um, I do want to just mention that, um, you have an amazing podcast with Candace Payne and called shut the shit up. And if nobody, if you haven't listened to it yet, like just go, it's (laughs) like, it's life it's laughter. It's like conviction. Uh, my favorite part at the, is probably at the end of every episode when you, when y'all pray and because oh, I usually cry, <laughs> uh, <laughs> but I'm not surprised. <laughs> <laughs> you shouldn't be at this point. <laughs> um, so, you know, I, I do want to kind of dive in a little bit more. It, hopefully again, we can meet again and we can dive a little bit more into that and the thing yeah. cover because y'all have an awesome relationship with open arms international now in Kenya. And like, I wanted to ask a lot about that today and, oh, fine. and we didn't get there. Um, okay, let's do a new, we'll do, we'll schedule another episode, schedule another one. But before we, before we go, if anything, the things that we've talked about today, which I know we've kind of been all over the place, what is it that you would like my listeners to take away from today? Ooh, um, I think in just our conversation, the resounding thing I'm feeling is to just keep showing up you know, and not, not settle for media, mediocrity or, um, Oh, this is the way it's supposed to be, but trust that God is calling you up in helping you to really follow his will over your life. And that all you have to do is just keep showing up and trusting God in the process. Mm. I'm not going to cry. I'm not going to cry. I'm not going to cry. Come on. I need number five. <laughs> <laughs> Next oh. episode, I'm going to try to get 10 cries. This is oh. my goal. Oh, man. <laughs> Especially Ooh. if we're going to be talking about a village in Kenya. Like, right. oh, girl, I'll prepare all the stories for you. <laughs> I will not wear mascara at all. I put waterproof <laughs> over my mascara today because I just knew. I just knew. Um, well, Jenny, just thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I, I really cannot thank you enough for just – speaking into me and hopefully speaking into my audience and hopefully the stories that, that you shared and then I shared can help somebody else keep showing up every single day. Thank you. I hope that you enjoyed my conversation with Jenny and I hope that you go check her out on social media. You can find her on Instagram at Jenny Randall. You can find her over on Facebook with Freedom Creatives. And you can find the Shut the Should Up podcast on anywhere that you listen to your podcast. So let me remind you, as I always do, that you are loved, that you are worthy, and there are great things ahead for you in this life. Folks, trust and believe that God has a plan. Um, I can't wait to hear what God's doing in your life. So please come hang out with me on social media and let me know. And we will see you next week. Bye, everybody. 
So to make sure that you don't miss out on next week's episode, please go ahead and hit that subscribe button so you get notified. Come on and join the conversation over on Instagram and follow me at Ms. Heather B. Dot or at Polka Dot Desk. We are here for you and look forward to bringing you more information about career, customers, and community. This podcast is brought to you by the Polka Dot Desk.